Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of the Comedy Bureau Field Report. The Comedy Bureau Field Report is a member of the Believe podcast family. That's why on your favorite podcast platform it reads, uh, Believe in the Comedy Bureau Field Report. And Believe podcast is, they're having a Christmas party, which I'm attending, and I'm really wondering if they're going to call me out on making fun of the fact that I have to have Believe in my podcast title. And I, that was not brought up in the meeting where I signed the paper that I said I was going to do a podcast on another one. We'll find out. Uh, not this episode or next. Probably, like, the one that Megan Keister's going to be on. But, uh, anyways, enough of that. Michigan Gossin, on to this week's great guest, wonderful L.A. staple. And, you know, a lot of people throw around this label quite lightly. I don't. Friend of the pod. <laughs> Please give it up for Sammy Mowry, everybody. Hi, thank you for having on the pod, for which I am a friend. <laughs> that is, wow, what a what a compliment and honestly such a dig. <laughs> right? Totally. Right. Yeah, yeah. What an honor it is to be a friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Friend, friend. friend of the show. Friend of the pod. I, That's my guy. Like, how much, <laughs> like, incrementally is... Like, friend of the pod, friend of the show, better or worse than, like, you've seen him at clubs and colleges. <laughs> I think friend of the pod, friend of the show. I mean, when I say that, when I'm hosting, I actually do mean that that sure. person's probably my friend. Right, right. So, or, like, they're familiar, or they just came up to me and went, I don't, like, when I asked them, what do you want me to say? And they go, I don't know. Right. So, it's, it's mostly a familiarity thing. Right. Clubs and colleges... That doesn't mean anything, I feel like. No, no, it doesn't. Not that friend of the show or friend of the pod necessarily does, but it, right. to me it does. Right. I'd be, it'd be an interesting sort of like sociological study, and I bet it's region-specific, <laughs> like sure. what audience remember, uh, members like respond to what credits. Yeah. Because I've been told in the middle of the country people actually like perk up to like Comedy Central, like Tonight Show. Right. Is that true? Because it means something there. Right. Here, it's like any day you could just see, like, Natasha Leggero. Like, right. it doesn't matter. I want I want bold-faced lie credits. Yeah. I'm, in 2023, I'm going to start some bold-faced lie credits. Right. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 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 New York Times, right. bestseller. Right. Sammy Mowry. Right. And, which is crazy because I can barely read. You're going to start bringing up <laughs> Bailey as queen of the incels? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Please welcome... To the stage, queen of the incels, my friend and yours, Bailey Nor. I did, the last time she did Manor, um, I did <laughs> introduce her by saying, this next comic's going to blow your dick right off. <laughs> Which then, is not very... And then Bailey came up with a ukulele. Yeah, she did. <laughs> she went, I don't know if I am. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm very professional. Hell. Yeah, now for the listeners... What is The Manor? Oh, Comedy at The Manor is a uh, show that I host in Highland Park, Los Angeles, every Thursday at 9 p.m. Now, $10. in a very, very crowded east side scene in L.A. And I say that with, like, that doesn't have to mean anything for people who are like, oh, you know, east side comedy. But how is it holding down Thursday nights oh, in Highland Park? Babe, I'll say this. It holds down. 
-hmm. It holds down Thursday nights. Yeah. It, on the east side. Uh-huh. At a bar. At a bar. Slash venue. Yeah, it's doing, ba basement. It's honestly doing pretty well for itself. It is. A, sort of a multi-purpose venue. Like, are there other Thursday night shows that are at multi-purpose sort of venues on the east side? I mean, oh, you're asking? Uh no, I'm being a shithead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I knew it was rhetorical, but it was like rhetorical to me or rhetorical to the to, audience? To God. Um, yeah, okay. No, no, no. Uh, I, I, we're doing great. It's been growing really uh, a lot in the last recent months, and we've been getting great comics. It's been right. a good vibes, good audiences. We're right. like right next to Occidental, allegedly. I don't know where that is. Uh, yeah, um, no, it's just north of you. Yeah, and we have a lot of students that come and are sometimes flabbergasted when people talk about being parents, but it's a really <laughs> good time. Wow. Yeah. That's that's the real uh, sex ed class. Oh, yeah, the real sex ed class is Thursday nights at 9 p.m. <laughs> right. I yeah. think, what, what would you say to updating, like, um, Sort of like what do what, what they? I wouldn't even know what they call it these days. But those classes, like home home economics, where you have to like carry a baby for a week or something, mm -hmm. I think that needs to be like upgraded to like getting like monthly tuition bills. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or yeah, whatever it is. How to do? How to make a side hustle so you don't have to uh, move out of your house. Right. Uh, so that you don't default on your loans. Right. Yeah. It's all it's all lessons of like drop shipping and um, right. becoming a virtual assistant. Yeah. I think is that, what that would be. And like like having to have talks earlier than you thought you would with your kids because they were watching Euphoria. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Sex ed is gonna be in like the second grade. <laughs> like in the future, yeah. People are gonna be like people are gonna know. And Republicans, this is the future you don't want. Right. Although, I mean, what if, what if, like, all this, like, early sex ed leads to, like, a whole wave of just prudes? Well, Gen Z kind of weird prudes sometimes. Yeah, There's and I don't, I don't mean that in an exclusionary way, just, like, oh. as a reaction uh -huh. of, like, it's too much. It's, it's all too much. Can we? I, I think people are feeling that way. Like, I feel like after, well, during the pandemic, after mm -hmm. quote unquote, after the pandemic, we're still in the pandemic. Right. Um, I feel like people are like lonelier and are like pathologizing more about like what relationships and stuff are and being weird about communities. Like all of that stuff about like that neighbor who brought her neighbor's chili and everybody got mad. Did you see that? No. What? Oh, all that happened was like this woman brought her neighbors a pot of chili because she always saw that they got takeout right. and then Twitter freaked out about um, they were like that's fucking weird and like they should have asked first before they like brought their neighbor food uh -huh. so I think that like we are unfortunately I think like we are weird as a culture about intimacy already sure is what I'm saying right yeah I mean for a myriad of reasons <laughs> that will be the inciting incidents for so many TV pilots that will not get greenlit. <laughs> They're all called March 2020. Uh-huh. <laughs> They're all called Panorama. Oh, Sammy, did you watch any of those, like, Zoom-based, like, pandemic sitcoms? No. Like, I, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically, like, they didn't actually shoot it on Zoom. Right. But they made it to look like it was shot on Zoom. And it was just sad. I, I wouldn't be able to be like even name one. Like, where um, are they streaming? YouTube? I think what Peacock had one. Oh, and, really? And I think maybe Netflix had one. And then HBO did a one that wasn't like that specifically, but it was basically just famous actors you know and love doing monologues. 
weird. Like straight to camera, one shot. Like earnest monologues. Yeah, and it's like uh, Issa Rae and like Anne Hathaway, you know? That's so weird. It was really weird. That's so odd. Yeah. Um, I know there was like a horror movie that was like over Zoom, like the whole thing was over Zoom. Sure. And my Tyler and my old roommate watched it, right. and, but I, I don't like horror, so I don't know. Was Moses Storm in it? It sounds like Moses Storm would be in it. Probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I never watched any of the, like, Zoom horrors. Right. I hated Zoom shows. Yeah. I, I really, I think that they were great and are great. I know they still happen, but I just, I get so antsy and I want to move about the cabin and I feel like I get like too antsy just sitting in one place. Right. Well, Zoom, I mean, there's so much evidence to show that yeah. it's like not meant, like so you can't like do a carbon copy of a stand-up set and put it on Zoom. No. You got to do something different. I mean, like. It has to be adapted. Honestly, what would have been perfect had we not sort of like done it already is Ian Abramson's Seven Minutes in Purgatory. Exactly. That's exactly what like goes well on Zoom or like internet read aloud or like presentation shows like that right. like go well on Zoom. Right. But like just trying to transport stand up, it just makes people it makes me sad. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna speak for other people. It makes me sad because sure. I'm like look at look at what we can't do right now. It gives me FOMO I guess. Yeah. So me. what did you, you had to do Zoom shows. I did a for couple a, Zoom shows, yeah. But then what did you do with the rest of that time? I went on a lot of walks. Yeah? I went on so many walks. Like How far did you walk? Seven miles. Okay. Like four times a week. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like walk, because I used to live in North Hollywood. I walked to Burbank and there was like one coffee shop open, put my little mask on, get my iced tea, walk back. Right. Like that was like my thing and like finding right. new routes and like right. new little shit to look at and uh, listening to uh, audiobooks. Like I listened to a bunch of audiobooks and stuff. What audiobooks did you listen Guy to? Guy Branham's audiobook. Oh, okay. Uh, both of Janet Mock's audiobooks. Um, other I love a memoir. Like sure. I love I love a comedian memoir. I love a memoir. But like Guy Branham's book was so fucking good. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah. Um, Janet Mock's books are also amazing. Casher in the Rye, Moshe Cash's memoir. No, I haven't read that. Moshe's is... Moshe, is I mean, Moshe does a lot of things very amazingly, mm -hmm. but man, is he a great writer. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love to listen to a book on tape. Yeah. I'm actually, not to brag, am listening to a fiction book right now. So okay. I yeah, am sort of like tell. a reader. I'm listening to Detransition Baby. I'm like the one trans person who hasn't read Detransition Baby by now. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening to it and it's great. I would really recommend it. Right. Yeah, it's a good book. Have you ever read it? I have not. It, well, I guess you're not an ally. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh-huh. Am uh, I on Z-Way for some reason? Yeah, I'm the white Z-Way. <laughs> oh, <That's> boy. Right. <laughs> Tell, tweet and that to Z-Way right now. I'm doing it. What if you're filming me and I'm actually on Z-Way? Yeah. Yeah. I was just re-watching e so episodes of the original sort of impetus for what ended up being Z-Way. Which was like live show. Well, right? no, it was like the YouTube show called yes. Baited. So good. It's so good. Where Z-Way just interviewed comedians uh -huh. and tried to bait very nice people <laughs> Who are very like, like no matter who they are, they're very much allies. Mm -hmm. Just trying to get them to say something awful. Uh huh. Yeah. And oh my god, yeah. But now it's like Michael Che and like Chet Hanks and stuff. Did you see the Michael Che one? I saw the Michael Che one. Incredible. Incredible. Amazing. Like like no notes. 
Not no. that I would give a black woman notes. No, no <laughs> notes for Z-Way. <laughs> nothing but notes for Michael? <laughs> nothing but net. Nothing yeah. but notes for Michael. Oh, my God, man. <laughs> I I had, you know, even before that interview, yeah. I had watched Che's last special. Uh-huh. And it's like, wait, are you, look, are you, do you think you're like Chappelle? And it's like, I think he thinks that. And he hasn't even gained the acclaim that Chappelle got to be Chappelle. Right. But he wants to sit down and pontificate about what's wrong with all of us. And in a, in a way that feels very condescending. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of has that condescending sort of tone on, like, Weekend right. Update, which I think is why he works on Weekend Update. Yeah. It th- is, like, is a good uh, balance to Jost. Right. But I don't know. I don't know if I would, like, love his stand-up necessarily. Sure. And then it's, like, I mean, why I bring this up is, like, so he asked Z-Way what marginalized men. And like Dave, it's like, all right, Dave, you mean to tell me you didn't know what the word feminist meant and you had to look it up in a fucking dictionary? I mean, in the last special, the art of it was you in the Rodan pose. You're like, you're a thinker, right? Uh Uh-huh. You didn't... But you didn't think. But the one thing you failed to do was think. Yeah. (sighs) That's so beautiful. Because comics are really the most beautiful minds of our generation. Uh Uh-huh. And and when they fail to... think it's just so sad uh-huh. <laughs> it's is. just so kind of devastating to me yeah yeah because yeah. you can't think about anything anymore can you no you can't even think because if you think then what if you end up being trans because <laughs> 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 that's the scariest thought uh-huh yeah yeah and then you got to get th- uh, something chopped off or something chopped on chopped on yeah chop it right on uh-huh yeah, yeah. and they don't chop it off they repurpose it they do yeah it's the tip because of the clit and uh-huh. etc uh-huh yeah yeah it's crazy how much i have to know about surgery <laughs> <laughs> just like passing knowledge is so interesting sure yeah it's weird is there is there any interesting fun fact that you would want to let the listeners know yeah oh listeners i'm getting top surgery and i went in for my consultation and my top surgeon uh-huh. She told me that I'm going to have one scar across my chest instead of two because why? My right. boobs are too close together. Right. <laughs> right. Not for long. Right. Not for long. Um, by the way, what? so for those, uh, for the listeners unacquainted with you. Oh, yes. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself uh, and, and everything, your whole story? Hi, I'm Sammy. Five, five. <laughs> Italian-American. Um... I'm non-binary. I use they, them pronouns. I'm originally from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh-huh. Moved to Chicago. Then I moved to L.A., which is where I live. Uh, do stand-up comedy. I used to do improv. Right. I did clown once. Right. What's your Real Housewives tagline? Oh. Oh. Body. Oh, no. This is my drag race one. Oh, okay. Okay. <clears throat> Face. No. Body. No. Brains. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> That's my Drag Race entrance line. <laughs> yeah. And I'm wearing something, like, so truly horrible that the other girls are like, you have to leave. You smell bad, and, like, there is, like, a KFC rapper attached to you. Oh, <laughs> is it, like, um, kind of like uh, from the first Zoolander, Derelict? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Where something they, they like try that. to do homeless chic? It's either that or it's, like, uh, yeah, because I really want to make that statement about, <laughs> yeah, you, you know, the unhoused problem in Los Angeles, but right. really only missing the mark. Right. Um, 
That or I just want to be covered in CVS receipts, like a dress out of CVS receipts. I feel like that has been a legitimate challenge on. Oh, like, on Drag Race? Oh, yeah. There must have been like some sort of like uh, unusual materials challenge. And somebody was like, CVS receipts. Right. Yeah. Somebody must have already done that. There right. are 70 seasons of that show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the end of 2022. Yes. In Los Angeles. Yes. What... What it, what is the tenor of the times as a non-binary comedian? What's the tether of the tenor t- of the times? The tenor of the times. What does that mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, what's the pul- What's the finger on the pulse? What, what's it like? What's it like? <laughs> oh, as like a. <laughs> <laughs> we're like we're like. Can't you think about something? And I'm like tenor. What does that mean? Um, what's it like to be a? I mean, being a non-binary comedian, it's like they're not that many of us right now I feel like I there are a handful they're like way more than I ever knew in Albuquerque and Chicago and other states and cities I think that like the ones that are here are like extremely funny because like you have to be um, or you or they throw you into the ocean Um, (laughs) who's who's that they uh, Dave Chappelle himself. <laughs> he flies in from Oh, that's Ohio. why Dave got, got buff? Yeah, yeah. He got buff to throw non-binary twinks <laughs> into the ocean. Yeah. But, cool. yeah, uh, if we're not funny, by his standards. No. Uh, so if I'm still standing, Dave personally still thinks I'm funny. Right. Um, but I guess my non-joking answer would be, like, I feel, like, very lucky. I, I found a lot of people that, like, really care about me and care about like being cool and chill and inclusive and about like booking things fairly and inclusively to different genders and such. And I like feel mostly affirmed by all of my like comedian friends. I feel like they really try. I also Mm -hmm. like, I'm a little bit, I'm 32. I'm a little bit more stubborn about like where I spend my time and with whom I like listen to. Like, I'm not going to go to like some mic that's like only shitheads. Like I'm not going to accidental chaos. I don't even know because I've never been to that mic. Like, I'm not going to go into a room and, like, subject myself to that because I don't want to. Yeah. And and, and maybe that's, like, close-minded to some people or maybe I'm not, like, grinding hard enough. But, like, Mm -hmm. I have a weekly show to try jokes out at. And I have the people that I – I want to surround myself with people who are funnier than me because that's how you get better. Yeah. Not by listening to somebody say tranny on stage. Right. Who's – a man named Jake who is a cis man not Jake Noel yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my friend right who's trans um yeah so that's kind of how it feels um yeah um what do you you know it's been interesting uh I think over the last year I would say yeah I've heard like multiple cis gay men say that like being gay is like over and only non-binary people are cool oh like uh caleb heron's joke yeah that is so funny i mean i was there when he filmed it (laughs) no not to brag i love that joke it's so funny or like he said one of his punchlines was like oh we're bisexuals but they're they're like the italians of the lgbt community (laughs) (laughs) which is like pretty funny yeah so i mean i wonder like the so you, you're saying that you don't want to go to certain rooms to where, like, I don't want to have to go so far to explain myself. Yeah, I mean, I can do it. Right. It's not even it's not even about explaining myself. Like, I, not to be a fucking dick, but, like, I've played many different rooms, and if right. I have to, I will, right. I will make them laugh um, as best I can. I'm yeah. not going to say I'm like, I'm going to crush every room, because that's not true. Nobody can. Right. But and anybody who tries people, is boring. 
yeah, you kind of have to have your lane. Everybody has to have their lane, yeah. right? But it's more, for me, it's more about I don't want to, I don't want to hear, I just don't want to hear them talk about it. It just right. bums me out. It just right. bums me out that, like, nobody's checked them. Nobody will check them. Right. Nobody's, nobody cares. So it just sort of bums me out. And so I only, like, right. You know, stay in spaces where I feel valued, I guess, as a person. Sure. Yeah. Is that pussy-ish? Am I pussy? Is that <laughs> pussy shit? Sorry, I gotta be punk rock. I gotta right. go into. I gotta go. I got crush, right. and I gotta go. Hey guys, st- stop! <laughs> I gotta really open their minds. I gotta sit backwards on a chair and go. You know what's poetry? Not being homophobic. Like uh-huh. you know. I mean, you know, and just thinking about it right now, I. There's a way, like, people try to frame it as, like, this battle you have to take on. And I think there's, I mean, it's complicated and layered and nuanced because there's a bunch of different things happening at the same time. Where um, there are, like, wildly transphobic people, venues, comics. And at the same time, I still can't forget, it was, was like, two years ago now. I heard Jess Tom uh, tell, like a non-binary joke that they used to do Mm -hmm. and then like couch it in a story about well okay so last week I did that I did a show with three other non-binary people which is great but also like what I gotta be like funny now (laughs) yeah I thought I could just be interesting (laughs) oh god yeah I did a show (laughs) Yeah, it does. It does kind of. That does kind of suck because it's like, yeah, every white guy can have like a joke about his wife or whatever and their kids, right. and it's like fine. But I definitely, I did, I did a show with uh, River Butcher did um, the Manor, and I was uh, early in the year. I started taking tea, and I was telling some jokes about it, and I was hosting, and River had to go first, and then afterwards, Crystal Adams like won't forget this because it haunts me. Crystal was like way to steal Rivers premises and I was like ah <laughs> and like I, I went oh, wow. I gotta be more original fuck which is like good you should yeah. be you should yeah. always be striving or whatever but I was like oh okay so I guess the first pass isn't the right pass yeah all right yeah fuck you gotta dig deeper you gotta dig deeper which is like totally it's like good critique right it's like good advice I mean that's it's it's always gonna be a back and forth push and pull in a sort of a gray area of like no, this idea of, like, you got to grind, you got to grind. No, you don't have to do that. But, I mean, you, you're you an artist and you should be working on your craft. Yes. Um, but in a way that's, like, fulfilling. There's, like, it, it, it's, a, it's a tug between accountability and then also um, being true to your art. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like... I think what we're thinking of is, I think what we're like against is like the like the bigger idea of grinding, which is like you got to go to every room, you got to go to four mics a night, and you got to like not have a job, or like you got to be like lie, like you got to be sleeping on a pile of clothes right. in a one bedroom apartment with four other guys. Right. I think what we're saying is like you gotta like you you should work hard, mm-hmm. write as much as you can. Right. And stretch yourself in ways that are healthy. Right. You know, don't right. block yourself off, which I guess is sort of what I'm doing a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, like, stretch yourself in a healthy way. Don't pull your hamstrings. Don't, like, burn your, right. like, candle at both ends or whatever. Because I, I will say, I've seen people who just 
play hostile rooms. Yeah. Like, that's like, they made it the intention to seek those out mm -hmm. and play those rooms. And when I've seen them play non-hostile rooms, they're like immediately come out like barking almost. Yeah. And like, everyone's like, I paid to have a good time. I want to yeah. listen. Why are you mad at me? I'm having a nice time. I think it's a good skill to have. Sure. I think every, you know, that's just like sort of the ability to like take the temperature of the room and wrangle the room is like a skill any comedian needs but right. like right i guess it's just not my jam to be like only the mat the angriest maddest rooms that are gonna throw stuff at me right because like yeah and then you get into like normal rooms or whatever like oh and then like how do you build an audience that way that like comes and sees you around the country like are they just gonna like be super rowdy like at your shows is that what you want like maybe they do i don't sure. know is that what they want Depends this on this hypothetical man, or I'm assuming it's a man. Yeah, which is really sexist of me. I mean, I'm assuming most of Orny Adams' audience is guys. Right, exactly. Because he comes out red hot from the get go. Yeah. In a way where it's like, who hurt you, man? His mommy or his daddy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's got to be what it is. It's well, Jerry be. Seinfeld, right? Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> the editing of yeah, that no, documentary. Jerry, no, the documentary comedian hurt <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, that's what hurt him. Yeah. It wasn't his mommy or his daddy. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know what the... Just there, like, I feel like when you're young at comedy, like, there's so many dudes that are like, this is the way you have to do it. And when you're not a dude or you're not, like, that kind of person or right. you're like queer or whatever you're like you kind of have to be like i'm gonna and i also have bipolar disorder so i have to take it a little bit slower anyway sometimes sure. or i'll have a bad time uh -huh. um so i've like had to be like i have to go at the pace that i'm comfortable at i have to like sometimes take a week off which people don't like to hear right um but you know i i don't know i i, I don't see the value in me for getting yelled at and right. called a tranny at a, in a room no no, I mean, there's not a lot of, I mean, objectively, I mean, you'll have a story, but like, yeah. is it a story you even want to tell? Yeah, and it's not like, it's not like I'm like, avoid going to like, cities or whatever, like, I, you know, I've like, done shows in Kentucky and stuff, like, right. for sure. Right. Like, I do shows back home, like, it's not like, oh, only, only right. Los Angeles, only the coastal elites or whatever, right. it's just, I'm yeah. just not seeking out, like, shithead right. rooms here. Right. Or anywhere. And it shouldn't rest on any single person's shoulders to be, like, the representative of a community. A, of a community. I would be a terrible representative of the non-binary community. <laughs> I'm too angry. Uh -huh. Like, I'm not cute enough. You know, like, uh -huh. I feel like people want, like, the representative of the non-binary community to, to be, be sort hey of like Beacon. a... Who's Hey Beacon? Uh, like an, el like for, an elf. For, formerly Haley, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think they shortened it to Hey. Okay. Um... SF comic, very funny, uh -huh. somewhat femme presenting, but like hot. Yeah, they want like a, they want like an elf. Uh huh. I think but, that's but what they want. Hayes a tall elf. Tall elf. I mean, yeah. elves can come in any. Like Legolas was a tall elf. Yeah. 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 I feel like, yeah, yeah. I feel like I would be just like a terrible represent. I curse too much. I smoke sure. too many cigarettes. Like I'm not like, uh -huh. like, 
Oh, that's not related. I mean, <laughs> I feel like that's so relatable. Smoking cigarettes. Yeah, and I'm kind of cursing. the everyman. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess I am sort of the everyman. I mean, like, dads love me. Like, when I sure. used to be a bartender, like... Because you identify as a slugger. I identify as a slugger. That's true. Um, or, like, when I used to work at dive bars or whatever, like, that one regular that would always sit at the edge of the bars, tip you 50 cents, and only order, like, a Budweiser every 45 minutes but stay for three hours. That guy fucking loved me. Even though we had the opposite politics, sure. that guy loved me. Like, right. I, because, like, when you're a bartender, you have to sort of, at, at like, a dive bar, you have to sort of give it back to them. And dudes love that. Right. So maybe I would be a good representative for mm. the non-binary community. For for certain... For cer certain people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess yeah. we probably shouldn't always have to be representative. No, I mean, that's the, that, like, it shouldn't rest on Greta Thunberg to save the world or Malala Yousafzai. Mm, sure. Um, and, like... I mean, even in any sort of community, I could like, like I, I, I'm somewhat involved in like adoptee communities, right? And a big conversation that we have in that is that like none of us are the same, even though we're all adopted, right? Because there's so we talked about this the other night. Yeah, there's so many different circumstances and like laws within right. states and right. countries and stuff. And because of that, none of us really try to speak for each other, and that like we try to make that very explicit. Queer people only ever speak for each other. <laughs> yeah, which I we could learn a lot about the adoptees or from the adoptees. Yeah, we really could. Uh huh. <laughs> I mean, well, because we're starting from there's like precedent. Yes. For like what what is being gay or bisexual or trans a, a, right. li a little bit a little bit yeah like the idea of being adopted is so nebulous yeah people don't really know what to expect like we know an abc family mm -hmm. dramedy and that's it yeah or like what yeah whatever other movie or tv show that you watch right or i mean elf is an adopted movie modern family yeah but they don't like talk about like the meat of what being adopted means yeah. in those right yeah and then, and there's such a wide expand. There are people who have been so traumatized totally. by the adoption and foster care system. They, they're advocating for the uh, abolishment of it, right? Which I get where they're coming from. They make a lot of great points, but like the fact remains, um, you know, there are Syrian kids that have no parents. Sure. So what are we supposed to do? Yeah. I get those videos on my For You page of, like, you know, uh, the abolition of, like, the adoption complex or whatever, yeah. like, the for-profit adoption. And I always watch because I'm interested, but I, like, truly cannot have an opinion because I'm truly not educated enough. And sure. it just seems so complicated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean and they, it's so layered and, like, country-specific. So yeah. someone who's adopted from Korea is exploited in a different way than, like, somebody adopted from China. Right. Where, like, because of their two-child policy for the longest time, right? like, they had trafficking, but in a way to, like, oh, we don't want to have a woman have a forced abortion, so we'll oh. let her have a kid, and then we'll and just then we'll... get them to, like, a, a, another family. That's crazy. It's insane. That's there, If you want to be devastated, go watch One Child Nation. It's One Child Nation, I will watch it. Yeah, it's a very, like, heartbreaking doc. That's awful. Of, like, you know, for all the projected good that the People's Republic of China are like, oh, we're, we're, it's all for the greater good, and we're trying to never act be, uh, on behalf of yourself, but for everyone else. Right. Um, like, and that was sort of the thinking behind, like, that 
two-child policy is that um, you know there was so limited resources so you but when they go and interview all these people about what they had to do to enforce that it, it's, it's like horrifying it's horrifying yeah you're just doing like fucking crimes against humanity to yeah. do it and it's like that's not for the greater good at all mm-hmm. like what are we serving yeah 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 the, the idea of smuggling children is g- good R- it, it's good 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 yeah Ooh. No. Yeah, uh, uh, like because there's no other option. That's so terrifying and heartbreaking. I, yeah, that's so sad. So yeah, there, we haven't really like came up with a joke about that. <laughs> no, as a team, we haven't come <laughs> up with a, like a joke about it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas queer people, we've covered all the jokes. Yeah. We can't drive. We love iced coffee. Right. Whatever. Le- lesbians and gays still are at war with each other. They're not. They're I feel not. Like, I feel like. I feel like the only people who think that are like cis gay men who are just mean to lesbians or mean to everybody really yeah mean to everybody and then are like confused when lesbians don't like them because lesbians are like stop treating us like shit go yeah. to therapy for one second Jeffrey or whatever <laughs> yeah and they're like well lesbians and gays hate each other and, and I'm like no it's just you're just being a dick sometimes and I'll say it when you're marginalized you're also can be an asshole right Oh, if Michael Chase listening, what is the definition of marginalization? Yeah, <laughs> it was patronizing too. We didn't know the uh, the the definition of patronizing. And I wonder, like, Incredible. I mean, do you really not know? I and don't as know. Z, yeah, as Zway asked, like, you're the head writer of SNL. SNL. Yeah, she's so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. 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 Um, I. Oh, that's just like. You know what's sad about Michael's story is that he, he like, came up from almost nothing. I didn't know that. Yeah. Where is he from? New York. Oh, is he? Oh, okay. Like, native New York? Yeah, and I I think. But he definitely, like, was aspiring to be, like, an artist and, I think, Uh a rapper at one point. And he just, like, fell into comedy. That's really cool. Yeah. And then it's a hard trip. Like, fame is such a motherfucker. Yeah. And, like, you really got to actively... Keep yourself in check by surrounding yourself with the right people. Yeah, which sometimes not might not feel the greatest. No, I feel like the level of fame of a SNL head writer specifically is so specific and right. weird, right. and like not a lot of people can relate to it. Like I feel like SNL, I don't want to say there's like a cap, but right. sometimes it feels like you know, well they're on SNL, right? You know, and like very few people like jump past that like I guess we have Pete Davidson who has in recent years but like you know while they're on SNL I mean right oh yeah while they're on SNL while they're on SNL obviously after people are become huge stars sure and on SNL they do too but I but I mean generally Mm -hmm. there aren't there like 20 people on SNL at a time it's like you know right yeah Am I wrong? I could be totally wrong about that. No, I'm this. trying. I was trying to think of maybe a counterexample, but it's only like after, really. Right. No, after. They, yeah. they get really, really famous. Maybe Keenan. Keenan, yeah. But Keenan's the biggest, like, he's like America's sweetheart. <laughs> right. You know? Right. Um, I want, like, I wonder how much longer it's going to go. SNL in general? Yeah. Or Keenan's. No, SNL. I don't know. I think that would have to be. Something that happens, like, there must, like, 
Because it has a stranglehold on sketch comedy. It does have and, a in a bad way. You think so? Mm-hmm. I know that like yeah. I know that other networks won't take on sketch shows. Oh, because, because it's competition with SNL, right? And th- there's this narrative that SNL is like all end all be all of, com- of yeah, sketch. Yeah, hundred percent. Because there's like I mean years. not to use buzzwords, but because there's a complex that like feeds a- a- SNL into Emmy nominations every year. Uh huh. Even though like. You know, Sarah Squirm has been really great this year. She's been so good the whole time. In a way that's like, fucking give the show to her. Oh, yeah. Make it Hell Trap Nightmare. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Do that. Like, have her, Get like. Get the Shrimp Boys on there. Yeah. Have, may, may, have Sarah build, like, a dummy of Colin. And she, like, decapitates Colin. And yeah. it's like, it's the Sarah News now. Yeah. She would be incredible at update, I think. Yeah, just yeah. in general. Yeah. But she's also so good at the character. She's, like, mm-hmm. an incredible player. Yes. I, like, I, I was, like, so pleased. Like, the, when I, I uh, knew her from Chicago, I, like, was on a plane and I opened my phone and it was, like, new cast members, Sarah Squirm. And I was, like, holy shit. Yeah. It's, like, that was, like, one of the first, like, big, like, oh, somebody I fucking know. Right. Oh, yeah. speak, I mean, speaking well, of... Well, speaking of, my yeah. freaking boy, Molly Carney, just got SNL. Yeah, a, a original uh, member, member of, of Comedy the, Manor. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, Cleveland's finest. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we knew each other from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Got brought on, I got on to bro- brought on to Comedy Manor like a few months after they started. Right. And then, you know, sort of, I guess the Manor is sort of a breeding ga- ground for SNL. Um, so... Then they obviously got SNL. Right. I'm so excited. They're doing so well. They are Guy Fieri. Like, come the fuck on. Mm-hmm. I got to see them a few weeks back because they came back and did uh, like closed out the show and they right. were so fucking good. Yeah. But like their their voice is so like they're just like so unique and like just themselves all the time. Oh yeah. And it's incredible. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, is Molly getting up in New York or just folks on the show? You know what? I did see that they're doing one like a show on Sunday. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what show it is, or I would plug it, but yeah, yeah I think they're getting up a little bit. Not right. like, I mean, with their schedule, I don't know. I think yeah, of the new newest cast members, I think Longfellow and Molly are trying to get up. Uh, oh yeah. 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 Because that is, like, you know, it becomes like a thing. Yeah. I think Jad is taking a little bit of time, like, will, but will like. He'll tour on the breaks. On the breaks. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, not really during the season. Like, he won't get up in New York uh, and during in the, the season. Sarah will. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Sarah will, too, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, I feel like if I were on SNL, I would be like, yeah, give me them sweet, sweet spots on sure. Sundays. But only some Sundays because I'm very sleepy. Uh-huh. Like, if, if, I ha- if I knew I had a spot the next day, I would, I guess, go to bed at 4 a.m. instead of 5 a.m. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, Take my little melatonin. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. When do you do laundry if you have are doing SNL? Like when? Like when do you wipe down your sink? Oh, you have NBC do it for you. Really? The la- I mean, I'm assuming that well, there's like a laundry service in Thirty Rock. Oh, and I mean the wardrobe people dress you. Yeah, I so mean, but for on stage or like on the show, but like you're like underwear. Like, do right. do do you just do? Would I bring my laundry to Thirty Rock and go? Launder this. I bet there. I, I wouldn't so? be. Su- I wouldn't be surprised if there's something like that. I'm gonna have to uh, like text Molly and ask honestly. <laughs> and I'll and I'll and it, I mean, it'll be in the show notes. 
They're not going to reply. <laughs> They're going to be like, what are you talking about? Right. Yeah. This is your big concern about yeah. being on SNL? Yeah. I want to know. Yes. I want to know. <laughs> I want to know when I do my laundry. I'm a very routine-oriented not, person. Not, not <laughs> Lauren trying to tokenize different groups? No. No, no, no. I think, again, I really think that Lauren would like me because I could just treat him like a regular at a bar. Right. But, like, Papa. Right. You know? But, like, uh, my boss. Uh-huh. But then I think I think if I were to get for far enough in the interview that he's like, do you have a good wig head? I go, where do I do my laundry, Lauren? Where do I do it? And then he'll tell me, and, and then I'll say, I've got the job, and I'll shake his hand. And he's like, well, that's not your decision. That's mine. And I'll leave. I'll right. have the job. Right. They're not going to hire a second non-binary person. Not. <laughs> I mean, like, I, not I, for I, years. No. Like, not not at the same time, and not another white one, and not mm. another white one who's, like, a fa- Like, you know, we have right. too much similarities. We're both right. loud. Right. Yeah. Like, the next person would probably be, like, a trans woman. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Robin Tran. Robin Tran. Ross Hernandez. Roz. Roz is so good. Roz is so funny. Ah, she's so funny. And a testament, I think I've said this on the pod before. That well, let's say it again, Jake. Roz was funny, but got so much funnier when she found herself as a woman. Well, if Because lo- she's now herself. You can't love yourself. How uh-huh. the hell are you going to make dick jokes? Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like it's just easier to make jokes when you're, like, living as yourself, like, when you're happier. Right. Yeah. And that was an interesting, that's part of the interesting I, journey in leading up to, like, Rathaniel. Mm-hmm. I remember people, like, would nitpick Gerard of uh, in a way of, like, oh, you know, he's really good at not having a point of view if you really listen. Oh. And it- and then, and then, and then we're, like, we all oh, found out, like, oh, oh that's, that's why. why. <laughs> yeah. Because he wasn't being honest at all. Yeah, no. there's, like, only so far you can get, like, yeah. lying. Yeah. Unless, I mean, unless you're, like, a just, like, an observation comic. I, it just depends. Like, comedy, like, writing comedy is so, like, personal. Right. Or, I mean, you know, Todd Glass omitted that part of his life out of his no, life for exactly. years. And his material is super, super funny. Yeah. Yeah. But it just depends on, like, what type of comic you are. Because it was, yeah. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I get like, you know, I think things are changing where the idea of being an out gay comedian doesn't mean that you're like ant. Yeah. You know, you're not like relegated to the seas, you know, you're not relegated to like the cruises and that's it, you know, or like whatever. Like it's, it's definitely getting more like accepted and stuff. Yeah. Oh God, I can't think of his name I think there's like this like gay cis comic I think he's from New York but he's like a repairer like a like a like a handyman and he like presents very straight okay but it is gay I don't know yeah but he he like dre- he doesn't dress like well. you know, queer yeah. at all <laughs> yeah yeah well well yeah not as a drag but like I think he would know yeah so he's just sort of like a masked dude and yeah. he's like I'm a handyman and yeah. then he just like does his gay jokes yeah that's really cool yeah that fucking rules yeah and I'm glad that there's not only space for that but that's like coming into a point I mean where I mean that's what I was asking about being a non-binary comedian is I feel like even though it's a small group, it's it, growing. It is growing. And then in its growth, there's more and more nuance and more and yes. more 
more like, and more jokes we all have to write so right. we're not stepping on each other's toes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, there's more ground to explore because it's, like, being non-binary, it's, like, not everybody's going to be non-binary in the exact same way, you know? Like I'd hope like, not. You know, it's, like, that's not, like, what it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Or even, like, straight people aren't straight in the exact same ways necessarily. Yeah. But, like, you know, like... Somebody might have gotten surgery. Somebody might have not. Somebody might be on hormones. Somebody might not be. Somebody might have this kink or that kink. Date this person or that person. Like, right. I feel like there's just like a lot of um, variety mm-hmm. that gets to be explored. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like there's something I'm missing um, talking about this, but I can't think of it. It's okay. Yeah. Why don't we do some comedy news? And Let's maybe talk about news. And maybe you'll think of it later. Let's talk about news. <laughs> Just breaking it uh, as a, a few hours ago of this recording, the world-famous comedy club Caroline's on Broadway in Midtown Manhattan is coming to a close. They will be doing their final show on New Year's Eve this year. Uh, after, romantic. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, after being open for uh, over three decades. And um, there hasn't been an official statement as to the why but uh, reports off of uh, Deadline say that um, owners of the building in which Caroline's occupies uh, have claimed that there is more money to be made than what Caroline's is giving and that the, new, the current owners are um, rich Kuwaiti people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is... Uh, I was saying to this uh, this to Sammy earlier off pod, oh, pod. yeah, but uh, cue in a bunch of terrible, uh, we can't let the terrorists win jokes. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. It, uh, sort of, I've never been in New York, but the, it seems like the sentiment is like the rents are too damn high. Sure. And this just sort of feels exactly in line with that. Right. But it's bizarre on a level like, well, rent is too damn high is like sort of a rally cry right. for like people that flirt with the poverty line. Right. Not a long-standing historic New York landmark. No, 100%. And, and and honestly that comparison I made isn't even apt. What is happening is that the building from what we heard, the building owner is saying we could just make more money. Yeah. That's all they're saying. It's not that the rent is too high for Caroline's to operate because right. they have been yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah. And so is I, you know, that that's, I was about to say that there that would make a big hole in the New York scene, but would it? I don't know. I feel like um, there is a low a lower barrier of entry to start a show in New York than in L.A. Because there are more venues. Well, there's more. I think there are more venues by virtue of the fact that being a bar in New York is more competitive. Oh, okay. And like. They'll try anything. Oh, like yeah. are Not you and your friend? You and your friends, just like you're gonna do a show on a Tuesday night. Great, just make sure you know we we like tell people to buy drinks. Yeah, and where, lock up. Where the vibe at a bar is so important in L.A. Yes. And don't you dare ruin it with a surprise comedy show. No, no. Yeah. There are like very few 
comedy shows that occur in the same room as the main bar. Right. There's like one that comes to mind or like two. Right. Like everything else is sort of like sequestered away right. in a patio or off beat uh, uh, room off to the side. Sure. But in New York, they just happen in the same room. I mean, in some places, yeah. Okay. In Chicago, it's like that, too, like at the shotgun bars. Right. I just think it's harder to convince a bar owner to, like, no matter what the setup is. Here? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To just take on a comedy show. It is extremely challenging to yeah. try to find a venue in L.A. And then once somebody does, then three more shows happen at that venue, which is good. Right. I think it's great to share the wealth, but it just speaks to how... Uh, you know, few and far between, right. uh, you know, bar owners are to take that on. Right. Yeah. Um, so you say you haven't been to New York. I've never been in New York. Is Caroline something you would have wanted to play? Maybe. It's, a, it's like one of the most mainstream clubs. I, yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. With my mainstream material. I mean, they have, I mean, it could be fine at it. Yeah. I, I say that at slightly at a disservice. They have like, I don't like how they sort of section this off, but they have like new, bre- I forget what they exactly call it, but I think they call it like a breakthrough artist series. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And they, they highlight new comics and a lot okay, of the that's new, cool. and a lot of the comics they bring on that are queer. Oh, fantastic. Well yeah. then, yes, I would have, I guess, tried to be on that, but I mean, I guess maybe for my first visit, I would just have asked, you know, more alt shows just to get my bearings at sure. first, but maybe I should shoot for the stars more. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Why not? Yeah, who cares? I what, would say it's going to not answer my email. Mm-hmm. Who gives a shit? Yeah, always, a shit? always send the email. I wouldn't say even that, I think, arguably hack quote now, of like, uh, aim aim for the stars and you'll land at the moon. Right. There were just so many, like, pushy, not-so-talented people that end up getting stuff because they're pushy. A hundred percent. And so it's like, I know it's uncomfortable for you. No, I, I send not, so many emails. Yeah, I'm not saying specifically. Oh, no, for uh, the royal you yeah. comedians listening yeah. to this. Yeah. Oh, honestly, if there are any comedians who are, like, bad at sending emails and you want, like, a form of, like, how your booking email should look, mm-hmm. send me an Instagram message and I'll send you one. Yeah. Like, literally, right. if you're afraid. Yeah. Because, like, I, a couple years ago, I think in 2019, I was like, I have to stop being afraid of this. I'm going to do submit to 100 things in this year. Right. And I, like, tracked it all on a spreadsheet. And since then, I use, like, the same spreadsheet format for every year. Right. And I don't do, like, 100, but I just, like, use it to track, like, which shows I bothered and right. when. Yeah. Just to see, like, when I need to follow up or, like, clubs or whatever right. I need to do. Right. Um, and it's been really, really helpful. And it's also been helpful to be, like, you got to stop asking this. You need to, like, expand like your eyeline or your sight line mm-hmm. to other venues or other things. So it's, yeah. So when are you playing potluck at the comedy store? I work until 7 p.m. on Mondays, so I can't. Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, like, what do I do? I, like, email them and then, like, hope and then, like, say, I'm sorry, I'm sick, boss. I mean, I guess. Because I can't, like, ask off for it in advance, right? Because mm-hmm. they, like, you email them on one night and then they tell you the next at le- morning. At least they do that now. Like, but that's good, because you, I mean, before previously they you had, had to, to just show stand up. there. Yeah. 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 Okay, well, then the challenge to me is work less late in the day. <laughs> yeah, fix my schedule. Right. Yeah. Um, is it, all right, when you say you're sort of expanding your horizons, is there something you're aiming for right now? In my life, like, in comedy? Yeah. I, um, 
next year I definitely want to go back home and headline the club that just popped up there uh, and I would just need to I think I just need to write like 10 more minutes to be able to do it but I've never done an hour by myself sure. so I'd really like to do that at least one time next year mm -hmm. um, yeah and that's it. I mean hey, hey this is the series guys to doing an hour you have to do an hour you have to do an hour to do an hour yeah yeah and I'm like I've done 35 or whatever, but right. it's just like, you know, the next uh, step of that is you just, I just need to write like a little bit more material. Right. Yeah. And actually, I mean, you don't even need to get to like an hour. No, I mean, by an hour, I mean 45 because 45 yeah. is an hour. Yeah. You, you get chatty with the audience. Oh, I always get chatty with the audience. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I say 10 more minutes to be safe. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I get nervous that I can speed through. But I love to riff, so that right. helps. But it, it just, I, I, I intrinsically know mm -hmm. what two minutes feels like. Actually, I know what, like, 30 seconds, a minute, two minutes, three, five, seven, and ten. Mm -hmm. and, Twelve. And 12 and 15 yeah. all feel like. Yeah, and I And then know. north of that, it's like you're going in the deep end, and I'm like, okay. I know what 20 minutes feel like, feels like. I don't know if I know what 35 feels like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It's just like you have to do it like enough times and like often I'll be like oh am I getting the light and then they go like immediately I'm like I'm like good at time like that right, which right. is tight because back in old Albuquerque uh, there was only one open mic and when I started they gave the new comics one open mic a week on Monday at the back of a brewery they what gave is the name the of the brewery Hallenbrick Brewery that okay. is now closed okay and they gave the new comedians three minutes until instead of five until they could prove that they could fill that three minutes and i was so anxious and young that i would i was like i can't go over because that's the most rude thing ever and that's <laughs> the only thing they wanted from me right. to give me more time right and because they were like my friends and they were really nice but I like couldn't do it, and they like didn't give me five minutes for like a whole year. Right. Well, I, this is an ex uh, exaggeration, but like for a long time because right. I was so nervous. Right. So because of that, I go under. Mm. I am a chronicle underer right. more than an over person. Interesting. Because I feel like it's so rude, and it I is. know people don't care. Like if if you're getting laughs and you're like landing the plane, I don't care if you go over a minute or two. Yeah. Oh, a but minute like, or two. Or two, not five. Yeah. 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 I the first mic I did, you got seven. That's too much time. And I I'm a person who does their time. I don't go yeah. over, but I do my you time. You do your whole time. Yeah. 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 And uh, so go off, King. Know your worth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I only got one laugh in that first set. But it doesn't matter. No. No. Yeah. Like a lot of it is just standing up there when you're new at it. It's like literally just speaking out loud and learning how like the weight of the microphone feels in your hand. Right. So what is the name of that new club in Chicago? We were trying to manifest in Las here. Uh, oh, oh, Dry Heat Comedy right. Club. Oh, I also am like very good friends with the owners and they've already told me that I can do it. I just <laughs> actually have to write the 10 minutes and then I will do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. And then next year, Femmes Rules is going to be at Sketchfest, so that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And I want to be able to do that in maybe another festival or two like around the country i think that would be great i don't really submit to a lot of festivals yeah yeah maybe i got good clips but i don't know what's it what's the hang-up <sighs> okay you I'm just sound, went on this whole thing about emailing and you i'm gotta gonna let sound it go. so 
this is gonna sound so bitchy, uh-huh. but I do feel like I'm cheap. I'm a okay. little cheap, okay? okay? And I feel like two sets. You want me to fly across the country for two sets? Yeah, I feel that. Some of them are two sets. Right. Some of them are one set. Right. Give me three sets, and sure. I'll do it. Or if it's a really good one, I'll take I'll take two. Okay. <laughs> I'll take two. Maybe I'm just being a little choosy. I don't know. I feel well, like, like I'm coming off badly. Do you submit badly. to festivals in, in like in state? Like the S- SLO has a festival every year. Usually. I've never I've never submitted to that one. I usually uh, submit to that outside of state ones. Okay. Yeah. 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 We, we got. All I'm right. Not, I, I'll do it. I will commit to submitting to Penn festivals next year. <laughs> Is that what you want for me? Hey, you, want you, to, you want me to spend a hundred dollars? You I know what say, I mean? I didn't on, say on any the, of this. On the right. little things. Uh-huh. I have enough money to submit. It's fine, but. Right. <sighs> <laughs> I think you just wrote The you. Comedy Bureau should run a festival, just like Flappers Fest. What's, what's oh. Flappers Fest called? Burbank oh, Comedy it, Festival? Burbank Comedy. Yeah. So you want me to charge people Bureau. $75 to submit? I want every comedian to turn against you all at once. Sure. <laughs> and go, we're going to steal the feather out of his cap, yeah. literally. Uh-huh. I'm just kidding. I don't actually want that. <laughs> you would, people would be, people would riot. People would riot. People, they, would, they would be like, we thought Jake was our friend. Yeah. And you'd be like, yeah, I am. Yeah. It, and it. It, I think people wonder, like, see, is he okay? Is he like body snatched? Like, what happened? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. this just seems antithetical mm. to how he acts or, yeah. or treats people in general. Yeah, because no, <laughs> you're no. just like a kind person, and you're yeah. not gonna take advantage of everyone. No, <laughs> no, no. Also, like, mo- most festival submission fees are well below seventy-five dollars. Of course, like fifteen to twenty-five, thirty. I feel like Tree Ford is like thirty, maybe. Right. What is Flappers doing? Like what does it pay for? Seventy five is a is a price point. It like, it's like I mean you should be able to. I mean that's like okay you're submitting to JFL now, like yeah y- you're what bang for your buck are you getting? Yeah, and and to submit to JFL you just send an email. Yeah, and you don't have to pay anything. They just I mean look you probably won't it. get an answer. No, you sure won't. Yeah, but you don't have to pay anything. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. It's like if you get 10 submissions at $75, that's $750, right? Right. That's not right. Wait, you get 10 submissions at $75. $75, that's $750. Yeah. Okay, so you get 75 comics. No, you get 100 comics, that's $7,000. Yeah. $750. $7, dollars 7500 That's so much money. Mm-hmm. For what? For the chicken tenders? Mm-hmm. I played. I, I I played the YooHoo room. Uh-huh. No, wait, the, the, is that what it's called at Flappers? The side room is the YooHoo room. Yes. It's fun. It's it, fun. And then and then people come up to me. and It's like you know I've never heard a bisexual comedian before. <laughs> what are what are? It's wh- the Midwest. Like right. like Flappers is weirdly the Midwest. Right. Not to get all Brendan Cooney or anything on you, but is that uh is that their f- their form of allyship? I'm acknowledging <laughs> bisexuality. Yeah. yeah exactly. Uh-huh. What's the next? Were you pointing to more news? Uh, talk there, about news? there is more news. Let's talk about news, baby. So next news item. Yeah. Uh, it was announced earlier this year, of course, that Trevor Noah is going to leave The Daily Show as the host of The Daily Show to do more stand-up. Fantastic. So he can, he can show the world all his pristine accents, <laughs> which, like, uh, I feel like I go back and forth that. Like, when a con... Like, to do... Impressions. 
I feel like you have to have perspective and point of view. Otherwise, you become like, ah, what, what would it be like if Kermit and Columbo and Ronald Reagan were having dinner together? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, what are you saying with the impression? Because an impression doesn't happen in a vacuum. Right. You know what I mean? If you're doing it for stand-up. Right. Certainly. Right. Can you? We're, we're holding for uh, Moped? Holding for Moped. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, we're, we're in Silver Lake, everybody. We're at, we're at the beautiful 4100 bar. Right. Where there's no fee for entry. <laughs> no. And actually, there is kind of a semi-ambush comedy show. Uh, oh, yeah, there is a semi-ambush comedy show, the pool party show, which happens on the patio. With, yeah, with, with Madison, Madison Dom, Dom, who's awesome. I just saw the uh, last one. It happened at, like, 3 p.m., and right. audience was great. Yeah, I bet 3 p.m. is, great. like, a good time for that. It actually was great. Yeah, yeah, it happened from, like, 3... Yeah, it was, like, 3 to 4.15, 3 to 4.20, and then everybody had I a think, drink. I think nighttime at 4100 on the patio is asking for chaos. Not And, and not on a... Saturday. That's no. that's bad news. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't like no, that. No, no, no. So Trevor Noah, he's leaving. And the they're le- uh, Trevor's leaving, and uh, Comedy Central has opted to not find a permanent replacement quite yet, mm-hmm. but buy themselves time by uh, having a rotating stable yeah. of hosts, which will include um, former Senator Al Franken, Chelsea Handler. Uh, Hassan Minhaj, who used to be on The Daily Show, and who I thought would have been a better choice to replace John, replace John Stewart. Why wouldn't they just give him to Hassan? Uh, Why wouldn't they just do that? Like, I feel like he would be so good at it. Well... Because he was so good at it he anyway. Was, he was so good him at it. Him or Roy Wood Jr. Yes. Give it to both of them. Um, well, the, it, I bet that would be great. Right, but From, they're both too famous. Well, there's that, but also, like, this was a conversation that came up last time Yeah. when John left. Like, people were putting out Chris Rock or Amy Poehler, but the thing is, I, I think Chris Rock talked about this. It's your life now. Yeah, your life is The Daily Show. Uh, I'm sure I'd be great at it, but I don't want to do that. Yeah. And yeah. so that's where it becomes a little bit more of a complicated conversation right with like well you're gonna have to get someone who doesn't have perhaps those accolades yet but they have the chops right so yeah this this like news story sort of surprised me I was like oh man give it to somebody like new and fresh whose like career could really benefit from this right you know uh, instead of like you know people who have been on TV forever but I guess you know they've been on TV forever have the chops right. rather than somebody new and fresh right. who probably doesn't have like right. that breadth of hosting experience right, right, right. but it would be kind of cool to just watch somebody like grow into the role yes. which is like I think what we wanted from Trevor Noah and never really got right. at least for me because I used to love Jon Stewart I yeah. used to love the Jon Stewart's Daily Show if we want a more Jon Stewart like Daily Show in the future why don't we just give it to James Fritz <laughs> yes <laughs> yes Yes, yes. I'm going to start a change.org petition right now Yeah, for James Fritz. James yes. would, would host in a blazer uh-huh. with a band t-shirt, <laughs> and he would he get would rid be- of the desk because he'd be too busy marching around the stage angry. And he'd it would be, be so gr- mad. I, I would watch that. I would It'd watch be like that. the guy I from Network. James. Just like yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, just oh fuming. God. That would be incredible. Yeah. Why is everybody always bringing up Network to me recently? I You're the know. second person in a week. It's unfortunately it. a very it's like timely relevant. movie. Relevant. Okay, I gotta have. I'm gonna no, have to watch I mean it. every like, 
I mean, there's a guy who's basically Eddie Pepitone. Like, he's a yeah. newscaster who loses it on yeah. camera. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, but that's great. Let's monetize <laughs> Let's that. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that we're living in that world. Yeah. Okay, well, but what young comedians would we want? You say James Fritz. Yeah. And then, obviously, co- correspondent Alan Strickland-Williams. <laughs> sure. Because he's got the suits already. Babe. Right, right, right. He's got the stuff. Right. Um, who else do we got? I would throw Solomon in there. Who? Giorgio. Giorgio. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Solomon Giorgio well, would be incredible. He's busy being rich as a writer. And gorgeous. Yeah. Rich and gorgeous. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Guy Branham would be funny. Too, too famous. I like too busy probably writing and all that as I, well. I think he would appreciate the intellectual challenge. I think that he would do a really, really, really good job. Yeah. I think he'd be incredible. Mm-hmm. Or just give it to Kathy Griffin. Just fucking burn it down and just give it to Kathy Griffin. Yeah, I think that would actually be the move. I fucking love Kathy Griffin. I've always loved Kathy Griffin. Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, it would definitely be more of a comedy show. It would be so funny. Yeah. Did did you ever watch her, like, Bravo stand-up specials where she would just go up with a notebook Mm -hmm. and just talk shit about, like, how she hung out with Cher? No. They were amazing. She is incredible. No, she just she, would like talk shit about like celebrities and it was so funny. Yeah. I was like 16, 17 when I watched I it. I know. I remember my life on the D-list. I, I re- religiously watched that. I mean, weirdly, I saw Kathy not too long ago. Oh, really? Um, Michael Cohen uh-huh. has a podcast. Oh. Uh, wow. Yeah, I know. What? Yes. On, so Kathy was on that podcast? Kathy was on that podcast um, and it's like uh, Michael Cohen from like politics? Yes. Okay. Former Trump like lawyer. Why did Michael- she go on his podcast? Well, like he That's incredible. Essentially the whole idea of his podcast is like him he did his time in jail. Uh-huh. And and he's like trying to make amends by like spilling all the beans. Girl, he's 12 stepping. <laughs> mhm. Okay, and, and it, so when he brought Kathy Griffin on to talk about the... Yeah, I mean, it was a very interesting live taping that was at uh, the El Rey. There was a guy Whoa. who was, like, a journalist who uh, was embedded with um, the Oath Keepers. Okay. And then, like, left. It was, so it was fascinating for him to talk. That's terrifying. I know. Was she, like, a panelist or, like, getting interviewed or... Uh, she was, like, a panelist. That is so crazy. Yeah. So they like talked about her scandal and all of that. As oh well. yeah, that is. And then like so her, crazy. Her and Michael are friends. That is so crazy. <laughs> yeah. That is the craziest thing I've ever heard in my whole life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's nuts. Yeah, yeah. Whoa! Can I find that on the internet? I'm yeah, like gonna yeah. go home and watch that right now. Yeah, absolutely, you can. Oh my god, I love Kathy Griffin. She's <laughs> such a fucking pro. Right. Ugh. Yeah. Like there, she was like. She was like, oh, I want to be like this. Like, this is the kind of comedian I want to be. I want to be friend to the gays. Sure. <laughs> I, I don't know if you heard that, listeners, but that was the that side was of... a huge eye roll. Oh, huge eye roll. Incredible self-effacing sort of eye roll. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh boy. If I was um, a woman, I'd a- be her. Any, any other suggestions for this stable of hosts or, like, daily show? Mm. Give it to me and Bailey. Oh yeah. <laughs> no. I don't, want it. I don't want it. I don't uh-huh. want it. I'm not smart enough for that. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Um Jabuki? Or like Interesting. Or just give it to Jadge and just have him do Trump the whole time. Like just Oh, like ba- do Tony Atamanic's show again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Or yeah. Ugh, no, I don't know. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm literally scratching my head, listeners. There's so many people who could do such a good job. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. James Fritz would be great. Adomian. Adomian would be great. Yeah. 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 There are a lot. They, because James should have been on SNL 20 years ago. Yeah. And now has a successful career just doing voices on every cartoon in existence. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I think he... James Adomian would be incredible. Yeah. yeah. I think he has, like, a perfect skill set for that. Mm-hmm. I 100% yeah. agree. Yeah. Um, if you, and if you don't believe me, go find the underculture wherever you get your podcast, and it was a far too short-lived podcast. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I'm going to cut it off there for news. Okay. That sounds yeah. good. Um, Back to you. Back to me. Back to you. Back to me. Um, where do you feel like you're at in your like comedy journey in terms of, I mean, not to say that you have a five-year plan, but like, are there like lofty goals that you have? And yes. It, okay. And like, where are you at in getting to them? <laughs> I would love to be like a gay, uh, like sitcom sidekick. Okay. Multicam, Multicam? or okay. single cam. Okay. But those two things have like very different, mm-hmm. like thing. I think it would be so fun to be like a fucking like you know, just a gay sidekick. I think I would be a great sidekick right. character yeah. on like a sitcom or something. Right. I don't know if I have leading woman or leading man energy, leading day energy necessarily. What? But what yeah. What if it's like how I met. My spouse? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I just really want to do Seinfeld, but non-binary. Uh-huh. That's really what I want to do. <laughs> I mean, there are TV execs that are, like, idiotic enough where that's the, what the pitch is. Like, Honestly, it, ha- it has to this, be that simple. Literally, take this out of the podcast. I'm going to go to HBO tomorrow <laughs> and pitch this. Or CBS or whatever. Seinfeld, but non-binary. Yeah, Seinfeld, yeah. but not binary. Uh, yeah. But non-binary. Yeah. I think that would be... I think uh-huh. that would sell, baby. Yeah. They have sort of on there, which is also like a non-binary show. It's yeah. more of a dramedy. Yeah. Like, let's just go like straight to camp with it. Yeah. I think that would be really stupid. So, yeah. Sort That'd of is so not enough dumb. camp. Yeah. Huh? Sort of is not camp. No, it's not camp. It's like, it, it's so good. Mm-hmm. I really, really enjoy it. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think it would be really funny to do just sort of a wink and a nod. Uh-huh. Like queer trans Seinfeld. For yeah. no reason, like. So it'd be you. Yeah, me. Um, Grace Freud and uh, April Clark. Exactly. Girl God, for those who don't know. And Ross Hernandez. Ross Hernandez. Uh-huh. Guy Branham would be uh-huh. a, a reoccurring character. Sure. Yeah. You have to have a token straight in this, or no? We could. Uh huh. Yeah, Bailey could be a token straight with her like ukulele. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She could like sort of just like quizzically look when we'd say some like word that doesn't quite uh, that she doesn't quite know. Uh huh. <laughs> And then we would have to explain it to her and thereby explaining it to the audience. Sure. So that would be, yeah, yeah. sort of her role mm-hmm. in the show, but not in life, obviously. Right. She's very good and smart what's about it. What's the theme song sound like? Um, we go, <laughs> it's chosen family. We go upstairs and we have to be a chosen 
family, uh oh. It's they's and them's and gays and she's uh. and chosen family. Woohoo! Nice. Uh, Mondays on NBC. <laughs> and it's filmed in front of a live studio audience. Right. Yeah. 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 Um. And the warm up comic, mm -hmm. a straight man. No. <laughs> Oh. Somebody from a liquid zoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. It's just Brendan Cooney, honestly. Oh, I thought you were going to, like, give Ryan Talmo his one non-liquid zoo gig. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't even want to say that name on my... Sure. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm, I'm good with that decision. Yeah. Yeah. Bleep. <laughs> the worst hair I've ever seen in comedy. Oh, uh... Well, uh, there's it, it, been worse. There's but. been worse. But just, like, you try so hard, but got not very far. I This is going to... like If you look on Eventbrite, <laughs> they're taping something? And they're, they're, they're titling these shows that they're taping. Sorry. Again, I think. What? Yeah. That, this person we're talking about? Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. It is. and That's weird. They're doing it in New York and L.A. Bummer. <sighs> I you don't can know. really do anything in comedy. Like, yeah. honestly, it doesn't matter. You can do whatever you want. Yes. And, like, and, and nobody has to think you're cool if you just do it. Right. It just doesn't matter. It's no. crazy. Yeah. Comedy's it, nuts. It really is. It's is crazy because it? it's like there are gatekeepers and they're gatekeeping very well. Yeah. But then also a lot of fucking chuckleheads mm -hmm. are doing whatever they want. Right. With the, the bravado of like a god. Mm-hmm. And then there's the rest of us who right. are just sort of neurotically ambling. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is a very more morally relativistic system. Correct. Where like, I mean... You should stick to your morals, but that's all fluid de depending on your perspective. Depending on the money, baby. Sure. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about writing a joke about how I would open for Louis C.K. recently. Yeah. I, 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 I don't. Uh-huh. I don't stand by it, so I'm not going to write it. But sure. I thought that would be a funny premise. But yeah. I would I never think do that. that. Should, all right. Like, you know I how. I hate crime immediately. Yes. <laughs> um. Straight people used to ask like all right, each other like, all right, so how much money to like to like for you to suck a dick? Oh right, exactly. That now should be replaced with the query like, so like how much money to open for Louis? Lucy Gay <laughs> yeah. or Crystalia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's actually the opening uh that's actually the opening scene of uh Chosen Family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They all adopt a baby accidentally. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's your token straight, is the baby. It's the baby. The baby's straight. Yeah. yeah. Played by you, because you're an adoptee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. It's just like you in a little carriage, you know, just your head. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to shave for this. No, don't. No. <laughs> I don't want you to. Right. <laughs> right. I demand right. that you don't. Great. In fact. Great. Yeah. Um. All right. So if it's a single cam, what would that be like? Gritty. Super. <laughs> I mean, super how gritty. gritty! Like, oh, like, extremely gritty. Like, uh, Kevin can go f himself. Where it's <laughs> like, it's so gritty that, like, all right, where's the comedy in this again? No, yeah, uh, honestly, it, yeah, no, no, it's it's just like gritty in that, like, you know, some uh, one uh, single camp sitcoms are sort of morose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's like blue, like yeah. you know how they're blue sometimes. Right. It's gonna be like that. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. gonna be like that, and then probably like um. 
imaginary best friend sort of thing, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like apartment and then shitty, like, barista job and then sort of their neuroticism is played by, like, an imaginary friend, like a Lizzie McGuire sort of thing where they right. cut away to the cartoon. Mm-hmm. Or wasn't there, like, a show where there was, like, a teddy bear that was, like, their like a stand-in for their neuroticism or something, or like their imaginary best friend or something. Or like a big dog or something. Uh I never watched it, Mm -hmm. but like that, it's like very depressing. Sure. Sort of, there's an episode where we deal with suicide, for Uh sure. Yeah. Uh, No one in the main cast, but... What you're telling me is every episode is a very special episode? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so for the single cam, every episode is a very special episode. Uh And then on the multi-cam, only one... Is uh, one a season, right? For sweeps, right? And how does stand up figure in all of this, Sammy? Because I well, don't. It I opens with Jerry Seinfeldian stand up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Both of them, but <laughs> on the you're in an oversized suit. Oh yeah, I'm in like the biggest suit, like David Byrne ass, <laughs> like <laughs> suit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The suit, yeah, the suit in the single cam is like a sh- like a sadder color of gray, though. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm picturing you with hair slicked back. Oh, absolutely. I'll yeah. grow my hair out to slick it back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Big lapel, like uh-huh. flower on my lapel. Big clown shoes. Right. Yeah. Okay. You haven't noticed the thing about girls. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me. About so women. I no, legitimately, it's been interesting over the last, I would say, maybe two years. Uh-huh. There's like. Whether there's probably a better way to sort of divvy this up, but like between like people who are more woke versus non woke, mm-hmm. there seems to be like an awareness. And I'll use that phrase again: of the tenor of the times. Uh-huh, tenor of the times. Tenor. Tenor of the times. Yeah, that like, um, it necessitates like a response. So mm-hmm. obviously. There are people who are more in line with, like, being allies that will do things that are very inclusive or, like, pro-trans, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. But then, like, um, there are comics. Maybe it's not even anti-anything, but there are, like, I've noticed even offhand, like, I think I've heard Joe Mandy and Neil Brennan specifically be like, okay, so this bit's, like, very hetero. And I'm like, sorry, like, I'm not a gay person, so I'm not going to pretend to, like, imagine what that is to try to include it i'm just speaking from my experience which is that's I, crazy i know that's crazy just be straight joe mandy yeah but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you do you feel like that's like like patronizing what does that word mean <laughs> michael uh, there are no callbacks in michael uh, ha, 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 ha. um I don't think it's patronizing. I just think it like if we're doing economy of words, laugh per minute, baby, you don't need it. Nobody, no gay person is sitting in a crowd like crossed arms like, huh, this joke is about your wife. I, right. I don't feel represented, so I'm not going to listen. It's like everybody knows what a wife is. Right. Like a wife is like one of the most common things in the whole world. Right. Or like a husband or a marriage or right. kids or like we all know family structures. Right. So you don't have to like you know, make an announcement that this isn't a gay, this isn't a marginalized view. Like, uh-huh. that seems so silly to me. Right. I wonder what is happening in their experiences that make them feel that way. Yeah. Is it guilt? Is it something that, like, 
other comics are saying because I can't imagine right. like feeling that way. I just want you to tell your jokes. Right. Interesting. Like as a producer and a host, I just want your jokes to go well. I agree, but also at the same time, there are comics that I feel like I feel like this is a, such a non-intended pun, but there are comics that are so transgressive. Yeah. Yeah. That, like, they talk so much about their wife. Oh, yeah, their wife derogatory. Yeah, that it's like, uh, I would actually like a caveat from uh, yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think there needs to be a system. Yeah. Caveats for shitheads. Yeah. No caveats for Joe Mandy. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we get it, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, they should have to say, this next bit is about how I hate my fucking wife. Mm-hmm. And I want to kill her. Right. So a five, six, seven, eight to that, and then they mm-hmm. go into their bit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's like a ticker that says this is satire because I have to say that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then it's satire. If you say this next bit is about mm-hmm. how much I hate my wife, then it's satire. Right. Beforehand, it's just bullshit. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I know we talked a lot about like making you not have uh, being the representative of the whole community, but like. If that's not exactly the way forward in terms of, I mean, like, I think there are a bunch of straight cis people mm-hmm. that are like, tell, tell us what to say. We don't tell know. Tell us what to say. Oh, yeah. I'm happy to tell people what to say. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> if somebody goes, oh, oh, let, let, just tell just tell me. Yeah. Just tell me what word to not say. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you. It's fine. I think that. There is some sort of, like, cis straight panic about, like, we got to do everything right. Yeah. And it's, like, usually we can just tell if you're, like, well-meaning. And, like, maybe you're annoying about it, but it's, like, fine. Right. Yeah. I guess the way forward is just, like, both sides need to be kind to each other. Yeah. I think that's really it. And then, like, tell good jokes. Like, write good jokes because I do feel like... I do feel like it's really cool when an audience gets, like, multiple trans people on a lineup. Sure. Something I, like, try to do sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, book multiple trans people, which is crazy. Right. Um, and, and I had this show where it was, like, me and Max Beasley and Hayden um, all on a lineup at the manor. And each one of us was, like, another trans comedian. Like, at the top of our sets, another trans comedian, another right. trans comedian. Right. But then Mike and there were two other parents on the lineup, too. And the, so they did the same thing. We're like, it's another parent, another parent. It was like Mike and Kurt Braunhaler and, like, maybe one other parent or whatever. Right. And so it was just funny that, like, we just parodied each other of, like, right. look, all of our situations are so similar, but we're all, like, very different trans people. And, sure. like, Mike and Kurt's jokes are all so very different. So mm-hmm. it was... It's just kind of funny. I don't right. know. It's like, I think that the way forward is like, book as many trans people as you can or gay people or people with like diverse perspectives so that like audience can see different different stuff because like oh, yeah. they're never going to know, straight people are never going to know what to say if they don't know a gay person, if they don't know a trans person. Right. You know what I mean? And I feel like a lot of people don't know trans people. So yeah. No. And that's like, that's the unfortunate sort of reality. Yeah. Is that it, it's just a, truly a matter of like getting to know, yeah. and I mean, I I, I I will caveat this even though I probably don't need to. I mean, I I'm just one person. Why? Uh, what I'm about to say, like, is that the whole truth? Probably not. But I feel like most people in this world 
now over eight billion. Yeah. They're just trying to get by, uh-huh. given their circumstances. Totally. So there are lots of people in like the Middle East that you know they ended up being Muslim because that's where they grew up. Yeah. But they like they don't really want to do anything to upset anybody. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it, like we're all just trying to get by. I think we're all just trying to get by. Yeah, yeah, I think ultimately we are, and I think, and I think that is what is has makes us have more in common than we know. Yes, I think that generally humans are good. Mm-hmm. Not to be it. all Anne Frank about it, but yeah, I think right. humans are generally good. I don't yeah. think that anybody like tries to be, like. Mm-hmm. I feel like it takes so much effort to like try to like. Mm-hmm stand outside with a gun in front of a drag queen story hour. Right. Most people are just like trying. I think like when a straight person is like, just tell me what to say. They just like care. Right. Like that's all they, 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 there's something very human about wanting to make somebody feel comfortable. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> we, we solved it all. I think we solved it. We solved comedy. We solved emailing. We solved Michael Che. We did a flawless callback to that. Sure. We solved The Daily Show. Uh-huh. We did. Kathy Griffin. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you would like to solve before we end? Uh, no. No? Uh, no. I'm done. I'm good. Joe Biden, uh, cancel student loan debt, please. Okay. We'll, we'll just let like the other half of the world be in revolution, and that's fine. <laughs> yeah yeah you know putin made it more illegal to be gay right today did he really i didn't see that yeah so it's almost like a moot point but he like signed legislation that said like any form of media like portraying like a non-traditional oh so they can't get the l word over there yeah okay yeah, yeah. that so it's just like a symbol of mm-hmm. of just more homophobia yeah but it's like that's horrible yeah it's horrible but like yeah we figured yeah we got it man yeah like crystal clear dude yeah that's so weird i i'm like genuinely scared uh-huh. <laughs> like, it's just like so genuinely scary right now that like any cis straight person like mm-hmm. wanting to listen to a queer comic is like good uh-huh. Like wanting to go out and like laugh is a good thing to it, queer people. It saddens me that the bar is that low. It is. It yeah. is. Or even when I, I, female friends of mine who are into men, right, are like, he listens. It's so sad. He opens the door. He does the he, dishes. He talks about his emotions. I'm like, we're still stuck on that. We're still stuck on that one. Come on. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I, it's just like. Shit's just getting really scary, so unfortunately the goalpost is moving, I guess, a little it's bit. It's scary, but, but also I always, you know, what I unfortunately used to, like, ground me mm-hmm. is, like, I can't imagine that it's worse than, like, like height of Nazi Germany in World War II. Like, sure. It, like, if you were in America at that time and you were not a white supremacist, um, you must have seen, like, Hitler as the devil incarnate, and that was, like, truly terrifying. Yeah. 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 Well, it's truly terrifying that Rick DeSantis yeah. exists. You mean Ron? Whatever. Yeah. It doesn't really matter it to does. me what his first name is. Yeah. Um, I is only it know. Ron DeSantis? Yeah. I really have been calling him Rick for about a year. I mean, yeah. I might have tweeted 
That, I think I just call him DeSantis on Twitter. Yeah. I got my Twitter back. Oh, c- cool. Are you happy about that? No, now I have two Twitters. I can't. I can never <laughs> win. I can never fucking win in the smaller one. Uh-huh. Okay, for listeners, I got my Twitter. I got banned from Twitter for impersonating J.K. Rowling, mm-hmm. and then I had to start over on Twitter. And then Elon gave me my original Twitter back, so now I have two Twitters. Oh, wow. And the algorithm on my other, tw- my newer Twitter is better. Oh no! So I well, can really sure never to, be we'll happy. We'll make sure to put both Twitter handles in the show notes. No, no, I locked the other one down. That's my alt now. So okay. You're only cool. If you're cool, you can be in that one. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We should solve environmentalism. Okay. And give women abortions back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Give us abortion, not just women, birthing people, and anyone who can get pregnant. Uh huh. Abortions. Mm-hmm. Give me those again. Yeah, that actually would seem in line with, like, not getting to 9 billion people too fast. Also, whatever this trad Catholic thing is, uh-huh. get rid of it. Uh-huh. That, I don't like that. Yeah. There's nothing cool about being Catholic. Maybe Lady Gaga. Maybe. Uh-huh. But, I mean, is she really? No. They, because she's, she's doing camp. Catholic. I, I rem- like the Ju- Judas and stuff. That's really cool. Sure. Because it's making fun of it. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. I mean, that's just like the ever perpetual swinging like pendulum, pendulum of, yeah. you know, this perceived idea of cool. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it, it's like now marginalized to the point where like, let's be that because that's cool. Yeah. It's like we. Mo- yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. People were like, fuck being Catholic. So now it's it's like back to. And I honestly think it's an economic thing. Mm-hmm. I think people are like, well, it's better to be traditional uh, for, like, uh, economic stability. Like, I think it's like that, too. Uh, I mean, is it, though? I don't know. Yeah. I think I think straight people are just weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think some straight people just, like, don't really think that they can do anything else, so they just, like, do I mean, what they're doing. I mean, they're a prisoner of society as well, a uh, prisoner of society as well, but they're just less aware of it. Oh, they're totally less aware yeah. Trying to date a straight man is so interesting because they're just like, oh, yeah, I just do that because uh, I just, uh, that's the option. Mm-hmm. And then, like, being queer, you're just like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. You can choose anything you want, man. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no. And you're like, okay. So, like, even, <laughs> <laughs> right. so, like, people even, like, you know, in, like, right. rural parts of the country, or, like, whatever, wherever, really, right. are even less mm-hmm. inclined to know that. I mean, this is my theory on that. I think, like, boomers, maybe some Gen Xers, Mm -hmm. they're mad because, like, they didn't have that option. Yeah. When they were growing up and they were like, well, if I didn't get to have fun, no one gets to have fun. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, They don't want us to have candy. Yeah. And by candy, they mean poppers. Um, (laughs) Yeah. 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 I think that's definitely what it is, partly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then J.K. Rowling is really... Doing a really plus job. Yeah, I don't yeah. have an answer for uh, climate change. Sorry. I don't. I uh, we got to get rid of single use plastic, but I don't know how to do that. The the uh, <laughs> I mean, wow. I don't know how to do that, and I, I won't w- be able we're to. Really gonna end on this note? Um, no. I use loofahs and I, I I use plastic straws at home. No, not that's good. But I was gonna say, not plastic straws, at home, but I think the people that can change, like, make actual affecting change mm-hmm. that can combat climate change are the corporations that perpetuate it. 
Yes, exactly. It, it doesn't mean that we don't have we shouldn't make good choices. Right. But it is mostly the corporations. Yeah. Yeah. We're like they recently. It wasn't G20, but there was some sort of climate summit in Egypt. Yeah. And from that, like, I think around that time there was some announcement about how the airline industry had like, like they they announced that they were going to make some carbon neutral target in the next couple decades. Mm -hmm. But if you read about it, what they were doing is like, oh, we're not like going to curb our use of jet fuel. We'll just like give poor countries more money to plant trees and that will get us like brownie points. That's fucking crazy. That's not how that works. That's not how that works. You can't just plant trees and go, well, there's more air in the world now <laughs> uh, that's so, crazy so we can that's just keep nuts. using jets that's crazy yeah wow taylor swift is really behind that one <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh yeah okay oh, that's the problem Ticketmaster and taylor oh yeah what? how are we gonna solve that how are we gonna solve that i don't even know i don't know i've 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 released that one to the to the world i i have no yeah <laughs> i love taylor swift but i have no right head empty on that one sure yeah uh, uh, buy, buy tickets through Eventbrite, guys. Buy tickets through Eventbrite. <laughs> or, what a cool place. Or, yeah, or just... Or when, dice. Di- or people who sell tickets through Venmo. Yeah, just buy them on Venmo. Be normal. <laughs> Give me cash. Hand me cash. Cash. I'll take cash. Yeah. Nice. How retro. I like cash. Yeah. I don't... I, I like it because it's not real money. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? It doesn't right. feel like real money. Well, this has been so much fun, Thank Sammy. you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to promote? Where can people find you online? Um, you can find me at Sammy Mowry on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. You can email me. <laughs> Please don't email me unless you are uh, somebody who wants to make my sitcom. Um, every Thursday, Comedy Manor, uh, Highland Park, 9 p.m. Uh, every Thursday. Permanent Vacation is monthly at Permanent Records Roadhouse. We come back in January, and I'm doing Sketchfest in San Francisco in January as well. Great. Cool. That's it. Awesome. That's it? Yeah. Is that too much? No, it's not. Okay, not great. at all. Uh, I'm Jake Kroger. I created The Comedy Bureau. You can find The Comedy Bureau at thecomedybureau.com. At The Comedy Bureau across uh, socials. You can find me on Instagram at Not The Supermarket on Twitter at MFJ Kroger. So many great causes to support this time. Please support those. But if you have money and generosity left over, please support the Comedy Bureau. Keep it going. Do you have anything to say as we sign off here? Good night. Sleep tight. Be sweet. Oh, how lovely. Live comedy is happening. Go watch and enjoy it. And as the great Brody Stevens would say, enjoy it. Bureau Field Report is recorded, produced, and edited by Jake Kroger. Music by Brian Guineo. Artwork by Andrew Delman and KT. And part of the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.